Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains. I'm Ken Dunnick, ex-Eagles and Stars tight end, along with my partner, Mark Eckel, the former beat writer for the Eagles for NJ.com and the Trenton Times. And, Mark, that was a tale of two halves the other day. We're going to dissect the crazy Eagles win against the Giants. Before we do that, let's mention our sponsor, Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. They're more than just an upscale men's magazine. Our Legacy Club Business Network has over 300 members and is a vital tool for local networking. If you'd like more information on how Jersey Man and Philly Man can help you in your business, please call 856-912-4007 or email ken at jerseymanmagazine.com for more information. So, Mark, i got to tell you, I was uh, working late. I was following the first half on my phone sporadically, and thank God I wasn't sitting in front of a TV watching that mess because as I reviewed the game, that first half was so dreadful. And coming off of the kind of performance that the Eagles did against Miami, uh, losing to a 2-19, and that's the type of a game that can get people fired. And I know that Doug Peterson still has the warm and fuzzy feeling from the fans here in Philadelphia because of the Super Bowl win. But as you look at that team literally folding before our eyes and coming off the Miami loss, it was almost hard for me to believe that somehow they were able to rally in the second half and turn it around. You know what? And, and again, I don't want to sound like I knew, but the Giants are really bad. I mean, that's a really bad football team. As bad as the Dolphins are, and they play each other this, this, this week. And I'm told, I, you know, I, I have breaking news. I, you know, we've, we've broken news on this podcast in the past. I have more breaking news. The NFL is going to flex that Miami and Giants game this week. They're going to play at 8 o'clock Tuesday morning. Because <laughs> if you think last week was wait that game, oh my God, that could be wow. that could be dreadful. about dreadful. Now the Giants are just a bad, bad, bad football team, and I'm watching it. And I'm 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 shocked at what I saw the first half because I really I mean I'm thinking the same things you're thinking. Except I'm actually watching it. I'm not looking and I'm saying, my God, are the Eagles this bad? They has it gotten to this point where they're they're, I mean, they are like you said, they lost. They're, they're coming off a loss to a terrible team, in which they blew the game. I mean, they had that. That game was they were up fourteen points at one point, you know. But here they just come out and look like, like they didn't do anything. Like I don't like it was an Eli Manning throwing and then, and I got to hear the announcers tell me how great Eli Manning is, even though he's an under five hundred player. Um, and then, I, but you know what? And I'm, people were texting me during the game, and I I kept saying. This is the Giants. I mean, this isn't over. The Giants are the Giants, and they did. The second half, the Giants turned back into the Giants, and Carson, you know, Carson Wentz played a great fourth quarter. I'm going to give him that. He played a great fourth quarter. But why did he wait till the fourth quarter? Well, you know, some of it, I think, uh, offensively in the first half was weather-related. What concerned me in the first half was, A, the, the inability of the Eagles to get any heat on Eli Manning. Now, they did that in the second half, and they absolutely uh, shut him out. But what really concerned me in the first half was their defensive backs were getting torched by a bad football team. Now, now Darby misses a tackle on a short pass. The guy goes for a touchdown. Um, What are the safeties doing with a minute to go in the first half, letting, uh, letting a receiver get behind them like they did I mean, it just made no sense for me. You know, Slayton, the receiver for the Giants, they made him look like an all-pro. And uh, I I just don't understand the scheme. I understand a missed tackle is going to happen. It's unfortunate. But scheme-wise, how does Jim Schwartz, 
uh, put a defense out there with a minute to go in the first half that lets a receiver get wide open unless the safety just misread it yeah. terribly. I looked at it more, and again, I know a lot of people are down on, on the coaches, but I think there's miscommunication going on back there. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine Schwartz would put up, would say, oh, yeah, we, we don't want anybody deep. No, I mean, I think there's something going on with the secondary that we don't know. I mean, there's too many mistakes being made. Like you said, missed tackles, blown coverages, getting deep deep. Uh, and again, the second half, not, there wasn't any of that. They, the Giants didn't. I think they had 29 yards in the second half, passing or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some problems going on back there, that, and I don't know if it's. It, I mean, it's part it, coaches have to take some of the blame too, because if they're not getting their message, if they're not getting their plays called right, I mean, if the players, you know, you know listen. I've always said players make players win games and players lose games. Coaches put them in the you know I you know when coach oh I, I have to do a better job yeah you got to do a better job so the players got to make plays I mean and and same when they win I, I think coaches are like quarterbacks they they get too much credit and 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 too much blame some sometimes I mean every coach for the most part some you know some do stupid things don't get me wrong and and you scratch your head but um, and I could again we can go we can go back to the Giants and some of the things that they did but. Um, no, I mean, if there's something wrong in that, with like you said, with the miscommunication going on back there with the safeties. Yeah, and they're veteran players; they're not they're not rookies. Yeah, and I, I feel bad for Pat Shermer. I think he was dealt a bad hand. Uh, Gettleman, the Giants GM, I think is totally inept, and if oh, they're going to fire yeah. somebody. I would fire Gettleman before I uh, fire fired Pat, Pat Shermer. They're all, they're all yeah, he's, yeah, there's going to be a total house cleaning. But uh, before we get into the Eagles and their and their problems at certain positions, you had mentioned the announcers before. I mean, this guy Booger McFarland, he gets ripped on Twitter and every social media. I mean, I have respect for anybody who tries to do that job because I've done that job in years right. past. So it's not it's not an easy job, but. But this poor guy, I mean, I think he's okay. I don't think he's as bad as a lot of people think he is, but he certainly does take a beating on social media. You know what he does? And again, and, and it's, I, I don't, I've been trained. It's funny, and people always because because I covered football so long, so I, you know, I'm used to just watching the game. I don't. So a lot of times, I don't even listen to what they're saying. But as the, the further I get away from it, I listen more now. He says good things he does he he sometimes says interesting things he has to, and again he got thrown into this i guess you know he i don't think he did he, he was doing nothing and he was playing yeah. and all of a sudden he's doing that football he just needs to learn how to not say so much yeah cut back a little you know just he needs well, to learn how to do if, how to do if, stuff. if, if you remember that that fiasco with that three man booth that they tried with Witten last yeah, year, and then you know uh, he had very limited time to speak, and then maybe now they're telling him, well, you know, you, it's only a two man booth, so now you have to speak more, and you know maybe he's going over the top of that. But let's talk about the Eagles now. They go into a game with only three wide receivers, and they have three tight ends. I personally, again, been watching football my entire life. I've never seen an NFL team going to a game with only three wide receivers. Have you? I, I'm try, I was trying to think of that. I, I mean, most, I most teams they, most, most team runs four, four wide receiver sets. I mean, I know. You know three three's well, crazy. Their answer to that was the kid Perkins. Is it, He's quote-unquote yeah. a player, but he is also, he's kind of a flex guy. He can do both. 
Yeah. That, that, that was their answer. He was their fourth wide receiver. And he did Although, step up five catches for 37 yeah. yards, and a couple of them were big catches, too. Well, how about this came out that Josh McCown, the, the backup quarterback, <laughs> he was ready to go with a receiver. Going to play wide. <laughs> yeah. I guess if someone else had gotten hurt, he would have gone out and played wide receiver. Yeah. Well, he switched his helmet out because yeah. he couldn't play receiver with the, with the mechanism, uh, yeah, the quarterback helmet. He was ready, I guess. Yeah. If anybody else would have gotten hurt in the game, not only did they only go in with three wide receivers, but one of the wide receivers was Alshon Jeffrey, who was coming back off an of injury. Now, this injury apparently isn't the same as the one he had. No, he, he he's out for the year. And it looks yeah. to me, I mean, I, it's hard to speculate, but just from a guy who's had the injury and from my eye, it looked like he might have popped his Achilles on that point. They're saying foot, but, it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It, it, that's what I thought, too, because it, it wasn't a contact. He didn't yep. get hit. He started, right. he started to run, and he just pulled up. And he but tore something. When you, and he's over 30. And I, and I learned this a long time ago. Gary Cobb, the former Eagle player and, you know, media member who I, that's who I did a lot of work with back in the day. He told me this once, and I'll never – it's something I've, I've kept with me forever. He said, when, when you play football, once you hit 30 and you get hurt, you keep getting hurt. You don't stop getting hurt. You, and it's not the same injury, but your body starts compensating for different things. So maybe you hurt your knee, and now your knee's better, but you're, you start compensating. And now you blow your Achilles or you pull a hamstring or you pull your groin. And he says they just keep when, – when you start getting hurt, you don't stop getting hurt. Well, if, you, if you think about the career of a, a pro football player who's 30 years old, he's probably been playing full contact football since youth league, which means he was about 10 years old. So he's been playing 20 years of full contact football, and your body will break down. And I do agree with that. Once you get older, it is much more difficult to come back from – uh, any type of an injury. Let's talk about another a breakout guy. Uh, I've I liked this guy. To me, if you put Darren Sproles' number on this guy, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Boston Scott, he brings some pizzazz, some speed to the Eagles' offense, which is sorely lacking. He had 59 yards rushing and 69 yards receiving. There's a breakout game. He seems like a really good guy. And, Mark, as you know, I kind of fought and scrapped my way to a pro football career. I love to see guys that get an opportunity to take advantage of it like Boston Scott did last Monday night. Yeah, I mean, what a nice performance for the kid. I mean, on on Monday Night Football, too, national audience. And, um, but, why, you know, why did he – you know what's cracking me up? I'm watching the game, and they, got, and they have Boston Scott and Dallas Goddard. And I'm thinking to myself, are there two cities that Eagle fans hate more than Boston Scott? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> no, I'm saying really, Boston. I mean, well, it's bad enough to have a guy named Dallas. Now they have to have a guy named Boston. Well, you look, you look at a game with a writer's eye. That's for sure. I guess. Hey, I, so I can't get that out of me. I guess. <laughs> so now, so now, Greg Ward uh, is in the game. A guy that excelled in training camp. You know, got dropped, put back in the practice squad. Is now. It looks like he's going to be on the roster, the main roster, unless he gets hurt for the rest of the year because the Eagles are so depleted. He did have four catches for 34 yards, uh, but he did have a, a, a drop touchdown. I thought it was a drop. I thought it was a, a touchdown catch that he should have made. But here's another guy that, you know, who would have thought that the Eagles would be relying on names like this this far into the season? Yeah, that's crazy. He, he, Greg Ward, a college quarterback. I mean, now he's, a, you know, so, yeah, they had out there a, a, a quarterback turned wide receiver, a tight end. <laughs> 
kind of masquerading as a wide receiver with this Perkins kid. And then their tight end, and again, though, they still had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. And Zach Ertz caught the winning touchdown pass. And again, and, and again, I, I, I have to criticize the Giants. Like, how do you not, like, on that play, on the winning touch, you know, how do you not cover Zach Ertz? Like, I mean, they, Zach Ertz no, nobody's, nobody was, has ever been any more wide open than that. Hey, here's I mean, another. Here's, here's I'm another. Triple, no, I'm triple teaming Zach. I mean, unbelievable. if anybody, I'm not letting beat me, it's Zach Ertz, right? Here's another note from a writer's side. The Eagles could have been playing with three uh, quarterbacks on the field at the same time. If you, if you take them to uh, uh, account that Ward and McCown and Wentz would have all been in the game, that would have been something. They could have run Philly-Philly again. Philly stuff. Yeah. So Zach Ertz, uh, nine catches, 91 yards, two touchdowns. He seems to have gotten out of his funk. And, you know, it's becoming more and more evident that whenever Wentz is, uh, you know, hurried in the – offensive backfield for the Eagles, he likes to pick out that big target number eighty six. Yeah, and that's his guy. And 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 it's and you know, it's even when they're healthy and when everybody when they have everybody. I mean Jeffrey Aguilar and whoever. Ertz is still their best receiver, right? I mean I in my opinion, he's their guy. He's the I mean he's if he's not the he's probably not the best tight end anymore, I guess the kid in San Francisco is, is, well, is Kelsey's good, and yeah, and Kelsey and, 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 and the but he's—I mean, Ertz is definitely top five. I mean, he's I definitely top five. I would agree. It's not better than that. I mean, yeah, he's their guy, um, and he's Wentz's guy. I mean, they've had a good a good rapport from the time Wentz came in. I mean, so um, he's been with him the whole time. He's the only guy that Wentz. Well, I guess Aguilar's been with Wentz as well, but um, Ertz and Wentz. I mean, that's his guy. I mean, and, and every quarterback has a guy, whether it's receiver, a tight end, whatever. You were um, Chuck Pacino's guy, weren't you? I, I was his guy for one game. I caught 11 okay. passes in one game. He forgot about me. But, hey, so injury-wise, we lose offensive tackle Lane Johnson. It looked really bad. I thought it was a knee. Thank goodness it's just a high ankle sprain. It looks like he may be out for the Redskins game coming up. Jalen Mills hurt his elbow. He left the game. He's probable, according to Doug Collins. we got to get Jordan Howard and uh, Nelson Aguilar back on the field this week, hopefully. Yeah, I don't. Howard's is weird. I mean, that didn't look like it was much of a thing when it happened. Yeah, but stingers don't go away. I mean, I've Howard had them. More they, than that, no? Well, he, they said it's a neck injury, but I've heard through the grapevine that it's a stinger issue. And once those start to happen, unless it's totally healed and it takes time, they keep coming back. And really, you feel like you're paralyzed. I mean, you lose all feeling from your shoulders below, and it's a very scary situation that becomes yeah. chronic. So I can understand why he's taking his time getting back. Yeah, I don't think Howard plays this week, but I think Aguilar might. I think you got to get everybody ready for the Dallas game. That's the well, we're, we're looking at Washington this week, 3-10. and 10. we got to come away with a win. Mark, it's always great being with you. We'll talk about an Eagles game next week. Thanks, everybody, for joining us in the Bird Brains. Bye-bye.